we instead decided to focus on design and the use of design to create positive impact in the world. We called that impact design and have been investing in really incredible customers, grantees, we call them customers, around the world who are solving really, really important challenges through the lens of design. Welcome to Infinite Earth Radio. We believe that in a world of finite natural resources, a smart and sustainable future is only possible by lifting up people and unleashing unlimited human potential. Infinite Earth Radio will not only help you learn from bright, visionary civic leaders who are building smarter, more inclusive and sustainable communities, but you'll discover how you can bring these ideas to your community. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Hancocks and Vernice Miller-Travis. Welcome back to Infinite Earth Radio, where we talk with thought leaders and change agents who are transforming the future by building smarter, more sustainable, and more equitable communities. This is your host, Mike Hancocks, and today we're going to be talking about climate change and social equity as design challenges, as well as the current state of corporate social responsibility with the international leader in design software, Autodesk. My guest today is Linnell Cameron, VP of Sustainability and the CEO of the Autodesk Foundation. Linnell, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. So, Linnell, for our audience, for the members of our audience who don't know, can you tell us what Autodesk is all about? Absolutely. Autodesk is a leading provider of 3D design software that is used to make quite literally anything on the planet, whether you're building a car a highway, a building, or even a whole city, uh, there's a good chance that you use one of Autodesk's products. In fact, even if you're designing a game or a film, you also are probably using some of Autodesk's products. And how long has Autodesk been around as a corporate entity? We are over 30 years old. So we were an early software, design software company, and have been around for a couple decades. And your reach is global and about how many employees? Yeah, we have customers and offices all around the world. We have about 8,000, it might be up to 9,000 employees today. And two-thirds of our business is outside the U.S. So we are a U.S.-based company, but do business all around the world. Great. That's, that's really helpful. Now, let's talk about you for a second. In your early career, I see that you started out working for like the world wildlife fund and you did some outdoor education for the national outdoor leadership school how did you how did you move from that in your career to being the a vp of sustainability at autodesk the one common theme across my career is working with people on environmental issues in fact my undergraduate degree at middlebury was cultural anthropology and environmental science, which back then was a head scratcher for my parents and for others. But that has been consistent throughout my career, first spending 10 years in the nonprofit sector, working on environmental issues with local communities. And the turning point for me was reading a book called The Ecology of Commerce by Paul Hawken. And that's when I realized to really make the kind of transformative change that I was looking for, I needed to go work from within the private sector. And at that point, I went back to business school and started 
working at Hewlett Packard and leading a sustainability team, and then have been at Autodesk for almost 10 years since then. Fantastic. Paul has a new book out, Drawdown. Have you read it? I have read it, and I'm an advisor to the book. In fact, I just had lunch with him the other day. It's fantastic. And for readers who aren't familiar with it, it is the first comprehensive plan for addressing climate change. So there are a whole number of solutions that we already know about that are already defined and available. And it ranks them in order of which ones can have the greatest impact in addressing climate change. And we are directly talking with him about how we can help promote the book because it's exactly what we are trying to work with our customers at Autodesk on is how do we get people to design a future in a changing and warming planet. So it's a fantastic book. Yeah, I just, I, the co- my copy just arrived. My, my understanding is the idea is that we're, we're beyond the point of just reducing or cutting back on greenhouse gases. We now have to think about re-sequestration as quickly as possible and start pulling down the amount of carbon that we've actually, uh, greenhouse gases that we've put into the atmosphere. Absolutely. Tell me how the Autodesk Foundation came to be and how long the Autodesk Foundation has existed. We launched the Autodesk Foundation about three years ago, and we have historically as a company always given back to communities where we work. So the idea of philanthropy was not new for the company, although the actual foundation is. So it's a separate 501c3 foundation funded entirely by Autodesk Inc., the company, As a foundation, we invest in people and organizations who are using design to address initially a whole range of social and environmental challenges. So instead of setting up a foundation to address girls' education or health issues or one of many different types of of focuses, we instead decided to focus on design and the use of design to create positive impact in the world. We called that impact design and have been investing in really incredible customers, grantees, we call them customers, around the world who are solving really, really important challenges through the lens of design. So it's been a super fun path working with all of these different entrepreneurs and innovators around the world. Is there a succinct explanation of how you would define design? Boy, design is the creation, the idea, and then the actual making of anything quite literally on the planet. So maybe not a a definition, but it's all about imagining and creating things that in our mind are going to make the world a better place for billions of people. Do you see climate change as a design challenge? Or how would you explain climate change as a design challenge? How How do we see climate change through that lens? or the solution to climate change through that lens? Yeah, we, you know, as I mentioned, we set out with the foundation to invest in the use of design to solve any social environmental challenge. And going forward, we are almost entirely focused on climate solutions. So let's zoom out a little bit, 2050. So a matter of a few decades, there's going to be about 10 billion people on the planet. That's up from about seven and a half today. 75% of those people are going to live in or near a city. So this massive shift of people moving to urban areas. 
about 5 billion, half of those people will be in what's called the global middle class. So those are people who have expectations of cars and computers and dishwashers and all the luxury goods that we take for granted in this country and, and many other parts of the world. And we know that powering those lifestyles is going to take twice as much energy as we have been using to date. And given the incredible known risks of climate change and what's already happening on the planet, we know that we can't continue to uh, burn fossil fuels like we have in the past and certainly not twice as much fossil fuels. And so we have been really working to invest in technologies that are both reducing greenhouse gas emissions, so mitigating uh, climate change, but also organizations and people who are thinking about adaptation to the, the changing climate that is already happening, right? So you can think about communities who are impacted by certainly rising seawaters, that's the obvious one people think about, but also changes in agriculture practices or water, either it rains too much or not enough, and drought areas, or even health issues that are arising from a changing climate. And so we are now focused on and looking for organizations, entrepreneurs, innovators who are very specifically coming up with solutions to address climate change, either the mitigation or the adaptation piece of that. So it's it's very much what we're thinking about from the foundation side, but also as a company, how are we and how can we help our customers understand the implications of everything that they're designing so that they can build cars and highways and buildings given what we now know about the changing climate. So can you give me an example maybe of one of the organizations you support, the foundation supports, and how you support them, what types of support you provide? Absolutely. Well, let me first say that we provide free software, almost free software to any entrepreneur, any nonprofit organization who is focused on using design to affect a social environmental challenge. So way beyond climate change, any nonprofit, any entrepreneur creating positive impact. In fact, also any student can now get free access to the best Autodesk technology. And we do that because many of these people are, and the next generation and the students are coming up with incredible designs that we need. And they've got a whole new way of thinking about the future that they're creating. So we do give away free software, but through the Autodesk Foundation, we provide a much deeper level of support to a portfolio of companies. And that expands from software support to also training and hands-on technical expertise for many of these organizations. In fact, we send many employees on pro bono trips or match them up with different organizations to lend our talent, you know, our employee time to help these companies. And we think that is probably the most valuable thing that we can offer is hours of talented people's time, whether it's technical time or just marketing and other really important skills. And then, of course, we do also have a financial investment vehicle through the foundation as well, where we can provide and do provide grants to, again, a select portfolio of these organizations. So just to give you an example of, of a few of them, one that I am super excited about recently is called Warka Water. 
And they've developed a technology for collecting and harvesting water in a sustainable way. So they got the idea from Ethiopia, where they, you know, the founder was watching women carrying and children carrying water for miles and miles. And they developed a technology to collect moisture from the air. And it's a big funnel that goes up high into the sky and then collects this moisture. Gravity brings it down. And they're able to get about 100 liters per day of potable water, which is pretty game-changing for many parts of the world. And they've used parametric design and our software in order to to create this. So that's that's a really exciting technology around water. We also have organizations such as the Nubian Vault, which is working on a new type of construction in West Africa. So again, like all different parts of the world here really trying to transform architecture in the region. So they're using mud, earth, bricks. They can build a building in about 15 days with no concrete, no iron. They're these kind of arched, rounded buildings made of these mud bricks that have really been taking off in the region. So we invest in organizations like that, as well as partner with other organizations that are investing in the space. So one of our latest partnerships is with Prime Coalition, and this is a public charity that facilitates investments working across different philanthropic organizations, whether it's private foundations, corporate foundations, individual donors, and enables the collective resources to be put toward for-profit. So this is a for-profit investment in companies that are reducing global greenhouse gas emissions. So there's a real range of the types of of organizations that we work with, but they are all focused on designing for climate. And I can certainly go on and on with with stories about the amazing customers that we uh, get the privilege of working with every day. Yeah, the stories on your website, obviously you're reaching a lot of organizations in a lot of different sectors, across the globe. Any that you jump out at you that are working more domestically on issues of urban design, social environmental justice issues? Not to put you on the spot, I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's great. Lots come to mind. So maybe two that I'll speak to. One is actually the US Department of Defense, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City. And we've been partnering with them, not through the foundation, but through Autodesk, on a new rapid energy modeling technology where the software we have available today enables them to capture the existing buildings through a whole series of photographs and and different technology that then enables them to quickly create 3D models of the entire, they did this at, again, I mentioned Tinker Air Force Base, and then they can, using those 3D models, understand where they can get the greatest energy savings through redesign retrofit opportunities. And this has been a really exciting project for us because when you think about not just new construction, but existing buildings and how do you quickly understand where the greatest savings are and opportunities to make your existing building stock energy efficient is pretty exciting. And that is an example from the government, but you can think of all of the many corporate campuses and, and universities and hospitals that could apply that same workflow to their building stock. Fantastic. So before I forget to ask this, where can folks learn more about the work that the foundation does? Foundation would be at autodesk.org.org. 
And how about Autodesk itself? Autodesk.com slash sustainability is where you would find information about how the technology enables people to design and create a better world. Great. So you guys are doing some amazing work and it's great that you're you're invested in it at an intellectual capital level beyond just a financial level. Could you explain to our audience how this has impacted Autodesk and the culture at Autodesk? Have you, in terms of interacting with these folks, are you learning lessons that are helping you improve your product? How does it affect the culture within the organization? Yes. So the reason we started the sustainability program here about 10 years ago was because we saw a really huge opportunity at the company to positively influence everything that gets designed and built on the planet. And so the real mission, though the corporate vision of the company is to help people imagine, design and create a better world. And my sustainability and foundation team is focused entirely on this better world. So how do we harness the position that we sit in at the nexus of all these different industries and help people make better decisions, you know, one decision at a time. So real seemingly small decisions that can have a really big impact. And we realized early on that we need the whole company to be thinking about this. And so we we talk about internally a culture of impact and really engaging employees in this idea of, you know, we don't sell just software. We sell software that can actually help people make a better world. And actually through the Autodesk Foundation, one of the other benefits or, or things that the Autodesk Foundation provides is a matching program for employees. So any employee can get a $3,000 match from the Autodesk Foundation. We'll match any financial donation they make to a nonprofit, as well as matching those who want to contribute their time through volunteerism. And this is important because we want to support the organizations that are important to our employees. But it's also an opportunity for employees to directly have impact and positive impact in the world. And this, I think, helps people realize the power that they can have in their day job at Autodesk to also influence and impact the world around us. And so engaging our employees is a really core part of what we do. In fact, Mike, this month, May, is Global Month of Impact. And all around the world... At Autodesk offices, we have volunteer opportunities for our employees to come during lunch, volunteer an hour, make it really easy, keep it at the facilities. And we've had just hundreds of employees so far, it's only halfway through the month, participate in volunteer opportunities. And again, it's at, you know, must be more than 20, 25 offices around the world. Have you had any chance to look at and measure what the impact has been in terms of employee retention, engagements, job satisfaction. It seems to me everybody we deal with now really wants to do something and have a positive impact in the world. So to be able to incorporate that into their employment must be a huge benefit for folks. It absolutely is. And for the first couple of years, when I joined the company, we did measure that. We have an annual employee survey, and we asked employees how important these types of, of programs and initiatives are to their job satisfaction. I don't know, remember exactly how we asked it. And it was always very, very significant and, and ranked really high. So we stopped asking it <laughs> because real estate is tough on those questions. But we know it is incredibly significant factor for employees at Autodesk. 
now we find, in fact, I had a lunch the other day with our CTO, our chief technology officer, and he was saying that the number one comment that people wrote in the open-ended question part was how proud they are of the company for doing the work that we're doing to create a better world and how can they get involved and do even more than we've done to date. So we know that it's important for the employees to work here. We also know anecdotally that many employees upon joining the company tell us and tell HR that they came because of the Autodesk Foundation, the sustainability programs, and really what the company stands for in terms of the work that we're doing for a better world. And this is just incredibly important to the next generation of people entering the workforce. And we know that. And we are really happy to provide a company that really cares as a place of employment for so many people. That's fantastic. So stepping back, being somebody that's been doing this for uh, 10 plus years and What do you think the current state of corporate social responsibility is in this moment in time? What should we be able to expect from business regarding sustainability and equity as a part of a business's core mission? Well, my my team always jokes with me because I have never been a big proponent of the corporate social responsibility language. And the piece I don't like is the responsibility, right? And maybe back in the 90s, there was a responsibility to clean up Superfund sites and to think about business differently from the sense of responsibility. But today, if you look around, it's really about competitive business advantage, sustainability. And you know, if you're a car company and you're not thinking about electric vehicles, or you're an architect and you're not thinking about how a building will perform over the life of that building, or you're a city planner and you're not thinking about the impact of climate or transportation, you probably won't be in business too much longer. So it has really shifted from this idea of responsibility to core to getting ahead in businesses. In fact, this year, Mike, we included a section in our 10K on climate change because it is material to the future of the company. And you're starting to see that across the board, many of our customers have set climate goals, sustainability goals, because they know it is in their best interest to do that as they think out into the future, even five or 10 years into the future, all companies will be needing to think about this much more more so than they have in the past. Do you think that the current administration, their push to roll back a lot of the climate progress made under the Obama administration. Do you think that that's going to have an impact on the business community? And and will we see a shift away from that thinking? I think it has had an impact on the U.S. business community, but it's a very positive impact from my perspective. So our president's decisions of late have only kind of recharged us as a company to lead on climate change and to really, really have a strong voice from the private sector to the government about the importance of addressing climate directly. And so, you know, we as a company are 100% renewable energy, we power our business with 100% renewable. And many, many companies are joining forces today to really say, and put a stake in the ground about how climate change and, and government regulation on climate is good for business because it levels the playing field and it gives us the predictability that we need. So 
you know, it's also good to remember it's a it's a four year president and it's one country and we are absolutely a global company and we are moving forward full force using our power and uh, leverage to to do what we can to address the climate challenge. That's fantastic. So we're running out of time, but for our listeners who are working at the local level, working in local government or in nonprofit organizations who feel like they might be able to benefit from some of the programs of the Autodesk Foundation, how should they get in touch with you folks or or do you get in touch with folks or is there an application process for assistance? We do have an application process online for any entrepreneur or nonprofit who wants access to our software. So if you go to those, the website autodesk.com slash sustainability, you'll be able to find the software donation button, if you will. And it's a very simple application, and then we will follow up with you. We don't solicit applications for our foundation uh, portfolio, but if you go to our website, there is a place that you can get in touch with us and we will reach out that way. But as a, the first place to start is to get our software, use it, make sure it's, it's what you need as a organization or company using design, and then we will look forward to talking with you at some point along that path. I just thought of one more question. So you're obviously learning a lot of tremendous things working with these organizations. Any effort to systematically share those lessons learned or the best practices? I'm glad you asked that. You, you touched on that earlier, and I don't think I answered it. One of the real benefits of working with these companies and, and giving our software to people is that we learn about where these markets are headed and get intelligence about how our software needs to shift to address some of these future markets, whether it's you know in this country or thinking about Africa. One in four people is going to live in Africa in a matter of decades. And so it helps us understand how our technology does need to evolve. One of the things that we've also done for several years now is bring these customers, our entrepreneurs and innovators, to Autodesk University, which happens in the fall. It's our big user conference. And put these people up on stage and have different technology discussions with them, bring them together with our product teams so that they can exchange and learn and understand where, the, again, the technology, our technology needs to shift and evolve. So it is absolutely a, a win-win two-way street here where we give away our technology, but we learn so much from these customers in exchange. And of course, we get to tell incredible stories online and to our customers much more broadly. So it's definitely a win-win for both of us. Linnell, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And more importantly, thank you so much for all the great work that you do. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. It's been great talking to you. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time on Infinite Earth Radio. Infinite Earth Radio is a podcast produced by Skio in association with the Local Government Commission. To learn more about Skio, Infinite Earth Radio guests, or how you can make a difference in your community, visit our website at infiniteearthradio.com or join us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Infinite Earth Radio and Twitter by following at Infinite Earth Radio.